This is the Sexy Unique Podcast, an exploration of Vanderpump Rules. Ain't nobody got me feeling like I'm feeling you. And I'm your host, Laura Marie Shane Hall. Everybody freeze, put your hands up. We ain't about to take it easy, hope you cakes up. London with the beat, here we go so in. Come a girl with a friend, you be both in. Fucking A. Fucking A, man. Fucking A. That's like the worst. That is the worst. Fucking A. Fucking A. When I think of fucking A, I think of like a uh, like a fat football player. Fucking A, man. Like a white guy that smashes beer cans on his forehead. We're just like a soundbite at like a party in high school in the woods. Mm-hmm. It's very party in the woods. By the way, I'm Carrie. I'm Larry. And I'm Lara. <laughs> I'm Lara. And you're listening Le-era. to Lara X12. Sexy. Sexy. Unique, Unique podcast. Podcast. The final episode of Vanderpump. I realized I was the first guest on your recap season of VPR, and now I'm the last. Oh my God, a full circle moment. Full circle. Um, saving the best for last was really everyone's motivation, I guess, on this episode. And if you're a reader and you were like, oh, God, the last thing I want to hear is Carrie on another <laughs> fucking episode of Sexy Podcast recapping Vanderpump Rules. Tough shit. Yeah, too fucking bad. Tough titties, as Mashiela would say. <laughs> tough titties. I know. Remember Mashiela said that on Wild Wild Country? Oh, I actually didn't see. I didn't watch all of Wild Wild Country. She went. She went, tough titties. <laughs> it's like the most, it's Tough gross. titties is disgusting. <laughs> and I would even it's argue horrid. it's offensive to women who okay. have breastfed. Sorry. No, I'm not saying that like against you. Like you can say whatever you want. I give you a pass. Thanks. But it is just offensive. like in general, tough titties is disgusting. Think of something else. What does it say. even mean? I think it means like, I think it's like a breastfeeding reference where it's like, oh, you're trying to breastfeed, but your tit is tough. Your tit has oh. crusted over and, and it's so tough. Like you're not going to get milk. I mean, that oh is my God. true. That's just what I think. I have no, I have no I thought it was just alliteration. No. I think Ew. that it's like a tough titty. Okay. I I don't I don't I didn't know that. I don't want to make like breastfeeding jokes. I mean readers so. weigh in, am I right or am I right? Cause that sounds pretty right to me. <sighs> well <laughs> So have I been canceled? Yeah, you're officially canceled. You're fucking I don't canceled. T- I've literally other than when I've literally been like and then Mashila on Wild Wild Country said tough titties. And then just now, I've never, I don't use tough titties in my, in my life. Well, now you've said it 14 times. <sighs> Fuck. So the cancellation continues. When you try and dig yourself out of the cancel hole, you just mm-hmm. end up getting more canceled. This is how, this is how you cancel a homosexual. By just. Y- you <laughs> go. But, you, it's been actually my long con to cancel you is finally complete. Yeah. When I first met you, I was like, God, I'm really going to set out to just what, cancel this man. What if that was like, that'd be a good movie. <laughs> that would be a good movie. Where everything, like your friend. 
your leads friend, up to like an ultimate cancel. Like one of your best friends, you realize the whole time has been like plotting your cancellation. That is like that's terrifying. Like my throat like is the, closing the, up. <laughs> you have you have like strep throat just from hearing that. No, I'm like allergic to thinking I'm canceled. It's literally I'm like about to have a panic attack. I I have like I've like kind of been canceled. Yeah, you Heather's people tried Heather's to literally was Heather. <laughs> people successfully canceled and like censored free speech with by like they also, canceling Heather's. They also like canceled all the writers. I mean, I was called Trumpian. That was great. But yeah, to be canceled is I wake up every day like this is my day. This is my day. I know it's yeah. really it's really scary. Scary time. And it's like right now is like a really like no it's kind of like everyone's running through a minefield right now. Everyone's exposed and no one everyone is like home and like has too much time on their hands and people are like just saying anything willy-nilly and no one has like people telling them no because they're like not with anyone right now so it's like everyone's like running running through like a landmine (laughs) yeah i mean celebrities are one they're like their own breed of stupidity where like they actually need to be like they need to be like controlled by like higher powers because they just like know not what they do in a lot of ways so like they say things out of just like raw ignorance that come off badly but then i think there are other people that like have a lot of time on their hands they're just like saying shit where normally they wouldn't be saying as much shit but then there are a lot of people that are just like on the internet ready to go in yeah so i think it's like people i have a theory that some people who are like have fairly large platforms on social media sometimes they just reach a point where they're like i have to self-immolate like they're like i just i can't handle it anymore oh yeah oh like they're just like it's gotta stop now's the time i mean it's detonate I i think most of them are garbage but i or like ignorant but i think they're i just feel like there are some people i'm like it's almost like damn like you just it's almost like you were just like time to die Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't do it anymore. I think there are also people that realize that they can, they have a lot to gain from getting canceled or like yeah. almost getting canceled. So they orchestrate situations where they like know exactly what they're doing so that they can then come back and apologize and like make For it sure. right. I've definitely seen yeah. that like play out on online over core. I'm just trying I was just trying to look and I have someone in mind that I wanted to. No, but I agree. With, uh, yeah, I feel like it's like canceling sometimes is like the biggest cash you can get. Yeah. But like, like Alison Roman. Uh, I don't think that I don't think things are going well for her. Yeah. She just got fired. Yeah. She like. Shit's like real bad. What she do you think about of, all that? Um, she could. It's hard because I, I think it's now such like it's such loaded water that like I feel like even having an opinion, like I feel like 
she's gotten so canceled that even if you have an opinion that differs from anyone else's opinion, you two are at risk. Yeah, I but I'm, I I say I'm no comment on this one. You just tried to cancel me just now. No, because I thought you were going to say no comment. Uh, I, I've I never no. tried to cancel you. I know, you. I'm kidding. That was a I would, joke. If you that were was getting a total canceled, joke. I would, if you were getting canceled, I would like fling, I would like fling myself from a catapult, like, <laughs> like corpse body being flung into, <laughs> into the, I'd be like, all right, I'm going in. <laughs> Uh yeah, and I, I mean, I, if any of my friends get canceled, I will I will go down with them. I will defend. Yeah, I'll defend. I don't have friends though that I feel like could get canceled yes. for like a legitimate reason. Like I don't have like friends. I don't have like yeah. I feel like I've read a I've read a lot of stuff like think pieces about the Allison Roman situation, and it seems like she had a long history of kind of questionable appropriation or steamy or like not crediting certain like cultures and ethnicities for their contribution to like the food world and then kind of presenting it and like fell into a real like white girl trap. And I think that, I think that it was like a long simmering. I think people were waiting for her to like step in a pile of shit. Like, I don't think yeah, it was just I mean, like this. Cause at first I, at first I was like, this is bullshit. Like she talks shit about two like wildly successful rich women. And like now she's like paying for it. But then the more I've looked into it, the more it's like, Oh, there were like, there were definitely like problems afoot and I think it had been going on for a while and yeah. Yeah. Where there's smoke, there's fire. Yeah. So I, I I, I think, yeah, no, I, I agree. And I think like, yeah, at first I was, I didn't know anything about, cause like, I didn't even know, honestly, I didn't even know who she was. Mm -hmm. And I was, so I was just interested in it just from like a, like, outsider perspective but i just reading it i was just like like reading the actual piece and then kind of figuring out because i i'm not trying to be like i who is she, but like i just i don't follow like a lot of like i don't do like the whole like bon appetit like probably my loss but i just i'm not like plugged into that maybe i should be but yeah it felt it felt just like she was trying it seemed like she was just trying to get some to sound like salacious and but at the same time it's like okay but the two women you did talk about were both women of color yeah like have a little bit of self-awareness as to like what the fuck you're saying and then like saying that with abandon and not thinking about it i guess is 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 a problem but then also it's like on another level i just think publicly talking shit about anyone that's like not the cast of Vanderpump Rules is like is a really bad look. Like it's just never going to come off. You're never going to come off looking good. And then on top of that, to talk shit about someone that is executive producing a show for you is like you're literally begging for trouble. That Chrissy was Teigen twist. is? Yeah, Chrissy Teigen when she tweeted she was like 
it it's like she did a whole thing like it hurt me to hear her say this especially when i just signed on to like executive produce her show and i was like uh like that's that's fucked i mean chrissy teigen you know i i read her like i she seemed like bummed and it like it was and you know like I'm sure people have their opinions on her, but like she, she does whatever she's doing. She does well at. Yeah. And I think she's like more of a net positive overall. Like she's like positively contributing. Yeah. And like, it just, that is just that. I didn't even realize that now. It's like, what the fuck were you thinking? Yeah. That's just idiot. And I think especially to talking about other people, in your field in that way is like, I feel like that's like one one when I moved to LA, like the first thing that they told me, like in my like semester in LA college course at like Columbia college was like, don't talk poorly about like other people in your industry to people in your industry. Like, that's just like, you never want to say anything. Yeah. Unless, some. unless you're, yeah, like, I mean, Unless you know, unless you can like totally trust the person. Yeah, unless they're like your friend and you're just having like a good old fashioned shit talk sesh like Garcelle and her girls like out for drinks on Housewives I, I didn't see it. Hills. I didn't see it yet. Oh my God. <sighs> Kyle? No, I, I agree actually with you. Never get over Dorit's partnership with Buka de Bebo. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen. <laughs> Have Do I you told you bo- about? Have I told you about my Buco de Beppo venture? <laughs> Wait, let me let me play it again. She she sounds like Buco de Beppo venture. Hold on, Buco de Beppo venture. I need like a slowed down. I slowed it down. I'm crying. There's like a whole scene of there's like a long scene of Buca de Beppo of Buca de Beppo meeting. I just can't believe it. I can't I actually can't believe the Buca de Beppo of it all. I then, know the Buca de Beppo venture. But then I like got into a real Buca de Beppo K hole because I was like is Buca de Beppo been. like good? I've never been either. And so I was like, Great. how many locations are there? Like, is it like, is it like a cute tiny chain or like a big oh, it's chain? A chain? Oh, it has 76 locations in the US, 18 of which are in California. I looked up. 18? I started, yeah, 18. And it has five in Ohio. There's zero in Oklahoma. So that's like, I think my, my chain knowledge is just from like what I grew up around, which was like the classics, like Olive Garden, Red Lobster, um, pretty much just Olive Garden and Red Lobster, but like Buga de Beppo. Then I was like looking up Yelp reviews and like Google reviews of my local Bucas to see like which one was the best one and what the community had to say. Then I like got on like the one at the Grove is doesn't have that good of reviews, but the one in Encino where Dorit is like venturing, 
creative director of Buga de Bebo. <laughs> <laughs> That's a chic byline on the res. <laughs> she that one has good reviews. And it's, cool. and it's also open right now. It is fully open. No, yes, not. it is. Someone like we're in dining? Yes. Someone like, wrote a review. Takeout? When I was on Yelp last night at 2 a.m. looking up the Buga de Pepo ratings of Encino location on Yelp, someone had just posted a review six hours prior and they were loving it. They were like, we were like, it was like we had the restaurant all to ourselves. I was like, yeah, because there's a fucking pandemic and no one's going out to eat. But I love that. And then I was like, I need to get me to go? this buka. Yeah, we should go. Encino, what? I guess, is just like on their own path. What if What if during dinner, I just turned to you and, and I was possessed by this? What would you do? Would you I would, scream? I would scream. That is truly. That's like you would take one of the crucifixes off the wall because it's all and Catholic. Stab like stab you in the throat. Yeah. I would full on Jessica Biel sinner your ass, and then I would have to get, and then there would be a whole series trying to figure out why I had to brutally murder you in the middle of Buka. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's so it's like we had the whole restaurant to ourselves like, <laughs> was like what yeah. the there's a reality where people have no idea that there's a pandemic and they're like let's go to buka <laughs> love that someone was really mad though about like bukas to go orders because someone ordered a 53 dollar tray of lasagna and they said that they didn't fill the lasagna tray at all. And it was supposed to be enough to feed three people, but it was barely enough to feed two. And they put pictures of it. And I have to say, I side with, I side with the reviewer on this one. It was certainly not worth $53. If you're going <laughs> to give me $53 of lasagna, it better be like a Ron J tray, like Teresa's oh, Catskills yeah. house tray of lasagna. It better be like police benefit lasagna. Yeah, it better be literally a truck pulls up and then (laughs) slowly like forklifts a tray of lasagna onto my like front stoop. We used to have for swimming, we used to have pasta parties. Love. You got a carb load. Mm -hmm. You, I went to Buca, there's a Buca de Beppo, there's a Buca de Beppo (laughs) in South Jersey and there's a Buca de Beppo in Philadelphia and I went to the Buca de Beppo for a birthday and we sat in the pope room is that like a it's like a, it's a room oh it's vatican it's, is it vatican it's a, style it's a vatican themed it's like one of the most famous rooms in the buca de beppo and there's a giant there's a like a lazy susan spin table in the center oh, okay and in the center of the lazy susan there's a pope head <laughs> nothing you want more than his holiness watching you inhale like big ziti it's like it's truly it's all family style. It's like, but yeah, it's that's truly, the draw of Buka, right? Is that it's a yeah. family style affair. But it's like it's very Stregoria. It's very like, do not thou shall not have false idols before me. Like go to mm-hmm. a Buka de Beppo. <laughs> I mean, I'm like fully ready to see what Dorit does with this location. Anytime they, sh- I just can't believe it. They show the exterior, and it's just like. It ain't nothing to write home about. 
I can't. No, I just can't believe. I can't wrap my head around this storyline. Really wild. That there's now it's really wild in Encino. There will be a Dorit designed Translate. room hall of horrors in a Buca de Beppo that's like different than any other Buca in the entire United States. But it's just particular <laughs> it's to Dorit, wild. and it's in the valley, like in deep, in the valley. In like random valley Buca location. That truly is it's a destination. Really I can't wait to go. Like I will be going there. No, we're but, going, and I, I'm. You should write an article about it. I want to like lie. I want to like make a documentary about her process, like okay, the design film, process. We'll film. Okay, we'll talk. We're in talks. I just can't. It's, it's I can't crazy. believe no, but it. You know what? I didn't see last night's episode yet, but like last week, I, I had to watch it like 15 times because I was like, there was something about the way she turned. It's like, it's <laughs> Have like. Have I told you about it, my Buca de Pepe venture? She says, it, she says it very carefully at first because she's kind of like, she knows, I think she has some awareness to be like, this is fucking random. And once she gets the reaction she gets from them, which Erica and Denise are like floored by it, Erica's like, <laughs> You know I love the chicken parm. Like I was like, damn! Like this is like a thing. I think once she sees that they're like, wow, that's amazing. She then she feels free about being like, okay. Well, but, she like, dives the fuck into Buka talks in this week's episode, and I'm truly like, I hope that she. I want to tread lightly because I don't want her. I don't want her Buka journey to ever stop. Like I want her to continue working with chain restaurants only. And it's like wild. with like, like you- abandon, I don't want her to get self conscious about it because it truly is the wildest merging <laughs> of sensibilities I've ever seen on reality TV. <laughs> and I'm no, like ready for her spinoff show where yeah. she works with like Olive Garden next or like redesigns a bathroom at Charleston's. Like I need, no, I need it's it. Either, it's either low. It's I can't tell if it's brilliant or just bizarre. It's both. Because I'm it's, like, I'm crying. I'm like, truly, this is gives me. I woke up today after watching that episode, and my depression had lifted. And I really, truly think it's from Dorit's Buca de Bempo venture. But it's it's Buca de Bep Bepno. <laughs> but it's like, <laughs> have I told it's, you it's, play that play the slowdown again? I need it. <laughs> have I ever? but it's it's so weird because it's like you would think like dorit you could i would see her like maybe doing like a pop-up window somewhere or like you know, being like partnering with like some restaurant in like the Westfield Mall or something in Century City or like some kind of that. You know what I mean? But yeah, like, where she like drapes a jacket on a mannequin. Yeah, it's like, like wow, amazing. Uh, like she has worked in fashion before this. Like she yeah. went from having like a swimsuit line to yeah. then having a Buca de Beppo venture. Yeah, it's truly all over the map. And I can't, I don't know what to make of it, but I love being this perplexed. Like, it's really actually, like, good for my body and soul that Dorit is partnering with bu- one Buca de... A singular Buca de Beppo location in Encino. I just realized I tweeted last year 
in Zeitgeist, I want to get fingered at Buca de Beppo. <laughs> you were channeling Dorit. Yeah. She saw that or felt that and she agreed uh-huh. and then went made it her number one mission in life to redesign <laughs> one room at one Buca de Beppo. That I could get fingered. Yeah, so that you could I, get fingered. I love I love I love the idea of being like getting fingered at like a restaurant something like yeah. Yeah, same. Well, there was a point I remember there was a not to switch gears so fast, we'll return to Buka, but like there was a point in like seventh grade, sixth grade where like people started getting fingered. Oh yeah. And I was like <laughs> I was like I didn't even know like what I was then, you know, really, <laughs> but I was like I just knew I was like I I either want to finger or want to get fingered. Like I was like, it was it was to the point where like there there felt like there was this pressure. Like you were either thinking about getting fingered or or getting fingered. Yeah, I was. I what is, was like, why like fingering is so it's so weird. But it was like it was like a thing. Like you would hear like oh so and so fingered so and so at at like the pool. It feels like a very middle school thing to do. But then when we say it out loud like it also just feels like because there's like just getting fingered and then there's like getting fingered you know what i mean like you can like anyone can finger but it takes like a real sexual moment to have like a good fingering experience and it's just funny because there's no way there's just no way that any sort of sixth grade boy is getting another sixth grader off by fingering them. No, it's just, it's, it's literally just to say like, yeah, I f- we fingered. Yeah. But it was like a big, yeah, it was a big so deal. We, it was a blow jobs like, also started to like get into that like was the unfa- lexicon. That was unfathomable to me, but yeah, like fingering was, was like, I could wrap my head around fingering. Cause it was like, it was also deeply funny to me. Like I was like very like I thought it was hilarious when I heard people saying like they got fingered. I was like, that's really funny. You didn't watch. You're not watching Summer House, are you? No. Oh, my God. <laughs> Laura's Carrie, pointing your finger at me. I pointed right at Carrie's soul when I asked him this. There's a whole this whole first part of the season. The most recent season of Summer House has a huge fingering storyline. What? Carrie, Summer House is literally Okay. up everything it has season three has a whole paymon storyline and then season four has a fingering storyline it's begging for you to watch i need you okay. to watch it there's actually no excuse my fa- anymore some of my favorite things include paymon and fingering well you're in for fucking the ride of your life because summer okay. house has both of those things for you <laughs> <laughs> and it'd be better if it was paymon fingering someone i mean he probably did finger Lindsay. Oh, I'm talking about the the King of Hell. Oh, if the King of Hell fingered you at Buga de Beppo, you would explode. Have the most would, explosive would, orgasm of your life. It would, it would. That would be it. That's actually how Dorit is going to redesign <laughs> the room. And all we are just <laughs> this whole pot. This episode of Vanderpump Rules is going to be just about Dorit fingering people at. Dorit's gonna do it. She's, She's gonna, gonna do build a shrine to Paimon and in- invoke his spirit, then invite Carrie to Buca de Beppo and then finger him, and then he'll explode <laughs> and his guts will go all over the wall. And then suddenly, as they drip down, a whole new Buca room will emerge. And that's how she redesigns Buca de Beppo. <laughs> 
I got fingered by Dorit Kemsley at, at Book and the Peppa. You will die in, in the, the process, I got but... Fingered. I, I will die. I will. But fucking, it will be beautiful, will and it I will. I got fingered by Dorit in the Pope room. I, we need to make that merch. <laughs> Can you make the shirt that says "I got fingered by Dorit Kemsley in the Pope room at Buga de Beppo"? I would. I have to get half of the proceeds, but I would literally. I would wear that every single day. <laughs> Did we I ever tell it. you about my Godipapo venture? I want to like partner Laura, with Dorit. Laura is like, Laura's I'm, not okay, everyone. I'm crying. I'm fully Laura sweating is, and she's weeping. She's right now. Oh my God. You're sobbing. I'm sobbing. <laughs> Dorit and her like high braid pony being like, all right. Come all on, right. everyone. Are you ready to get fingered at Buca de Beppo? <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, I'm excited to watch. Kyle was Kyle tweeted like some lame at Kyle was like everyone's coming for me like the first party out of quarantine. I was like, okay, shut stop, up, Kyle. Write, don't don't write your own tweets. Kyle's style is so bad, and I'm really glad Garcelle has a moment where she's like, "Your outfit's fucking hideous." Where she's talking <laughs> shit about Kyle, and I was like, "Yes, finally Garcelle. someone said it." Because <laughs> Garcelle's like, "Hey, I was famous. Like, I was a star. Like, I don't." Like, I can. Garcelle doesn't care. She doesn't care, and she doesn't. She's not even like. She doesn't have to try. She's not a try hard. She just is like gorgeous and cool and like gets it. And I really appreciate that about her. I'm still really deeply offended about Kyle. I'm so happy that last week Denise Richards said, I'm fucking Denise Richards. Don't forget that. Denise is iconic, and I fucking love her so much. But when she said that, I actually went, yes! Because I was like, yeah. wait, because she's she's actually been very humble about how, that she was like pretty famous for a while. Mm-hmm. And when she said, I've been on every magazine cover that these women wish they could be on, I'm Denise fucking Richards. I was so happy that she said that. Amen. Sorry, Kyle. I'm sorry. Kyle, you wish. Like, no one fucking knew who you were until 2009. No, you literally were Paris Hilton's aunt Aunt that would go out and party with her who made one appearance on the simple life i ruined one of my quick quick anecdote and then we'll get into vando but um my when i first moved to la i found uh i found a woman who was like subleasing a room in her two-bedroom apartment and so i moved in and she was an ex-model who had like been on the scene and like was like legit like a model for a while and so it was very exciting for me and she also was like had partied with like Lindsay and paris and everyone like in their heyday like around like 2000 early aughts like 2005 ish and pre and she would tell i would always make her like have story time with me where we'd like sit on her bed and she'd just like tell me stories and then she said like kyle richards was always around and like really oh, no. <laughs> would just like party hard with paris and like I think she and Paris ended up having a falling out because Paris was like so spun out and she tried to get Kyle to like to like intervene on the partying with her. 
and Kyle like wouldn't do it. She like liked the she liked the fame and the access too much. Wait, Paris wanted Kyle to intervene? No, no. My model roommate wanted Oh. wanted Oh, and she Kyle was trying to like sidebar with Kyle and be like we need to like talk to Paris about shit. Like this is like too much, like blah blah blah. Holy shit. I bet Kyle did like math. Everyone's done. I mean, if you've taken any sort of drug, you've done math because it's yeah. never done at this point. Sorry to break it to you. That's true. <laughs> it really is. It's okay. End meth stigma. I personally don't get end meth stigma, but end some meth people stigma really love it, it, and that's fine. Well, it's. I mean, it's. I mean, not, it's not fine. It's not but fine. like, but, it's but not you're right. Like, you're right that we need to. There, there's a stigma. No one. My quick soapbox, especially in the gay community, there's a stigma around meth that needs to be talked about. And it, I think the sooner we talk about it and acknowledge that it's happening, the sooner that we can, there can be some kind of, I mean, it's not going to end anything, but I don't know what I'm talking about. I just feel like people don't, people joke about it, but no one really takes it seriously that like there's a ton, like there's so much meth. There's a wild amount of meth, and I think it's like... I mean, go to West Hollywood. Yeah, it's hush-hush, and I think there's also a stigma around meth that it's like dis- for only disgusting people to do, but it actually is like a very popular party drug, and it's for just sure. like... And it I've done it. And it truly ruins lives. I mean, I'm trash, but I've done it. I mean, I'm also trash, but... But yeah, <laughs> there's like posh people. Yeah, but it's like a very common hush hush drug. If you're gonna Agreed. do meth, just do Adderall instead. <laughs> speaking do of meth, Adderall, do Vivance. So, speaking of the finale is here. I love that the finale was called Unfriended because it really made me think about: Wouldn't it be fun to see the cast of Vanderpump Rules in an Unfriended movie? Like a ghost unfriended? Yeah, like I think that they should. I would love to see a horror, a horror movie with the cast of Vanderpump Rules. They all wanted to be like actors and stuff. So, like, let's give them the opportunity. And then we also get the pleasure of seeing them like fake killed. Yeah. And like, I think that that would be really funny and cool. So, if they want they me can, to they write that, they all have that, to play themselves. They all play themselves. And we like play on the relationships. It's really like fully immersive. Improv, radical, mostly improv. Radical <laughs> filmmaking, and I'm ready mm-hmm. to write this movie. Let's write it. I'm down. You can write it okay. on a consultant. Okay. But Give me wasn't a Chris in a horror movie? And Lala was in a horror movie? Yeah, like I saw Lala's horror movie, her like sorority <laughs> horror. Yeah, I've seen actually, I think almost every movie Lala's been in. Low key. <laughs> um, wait, so Randall has another movie coming out called Force of Nature. What's that? Uh, Someone there can sent only a, be a reader one Force of Nature, and that's Forces of Nature, starring Sandra Bullock and Ben. So Affleck. good, and so more attorney, off and more attorney, and fuck yourself, Randall. And Blake you Danner. To, you need to rename that ASAP. Because I will Danner! not stand for it. I love Forces of Nature. I love it's it. So good. I've watched it so many times. The wedding at the end when everything's in the wind and like they're in the bubble is so beautiful. And Sandra Bullock is so good in that. And I love when he does 
I was I remember being so like <gasps> when he did the strip tease mm-hmm. at the gay bar. Mm-hmm. Great movie. Blake Danner's in devastated. it. Devastated. There were so many movies like that too that came out around that time, like that and my best friend's wedding, where like our female protagonist like doesn't get the man at the end. And I always was like deeply disappointed, but then I love that that I love that that happened for them. Yeah. It's like very great. And Sandra Bullock was truly, I was like goals. I was like, that's who I want to be a wild woman in cargo pants in South Carolina in South Carolina, just wheeling dealing through life. She's so wild. It's a great movie. It was great. So anyway, but um, but yeah, the finale is upon us. This terrible season gets an amazing finale, which, you know, makes me, I feel like this now makes me feel like they're truly trolling us because they knew just when I was about to check out this episode happened and I was like, well, now I have to watch next season. It's true. Literal Godfather. Just when I thought it was out, they pull me back in. Pull me back in. That's like all Um, that's my entire life with Vanderpump Rules at this point is like this is my primary relationship. It's emotionally abusive but I stick around. Stick around for the good times. I stick around for the good place. (laughs) Um, Most of the episode takes place at a Tom Tom party because Lisa's doing her. I mean, Lisa's doing a Hollywood reporter spread about her, all her restaurants, her empire, her empire. So they're photographing. They take a little bit of everyone from each place, including her Vegas, uh, cocktail garden she yeah. brings Kara with an H which is true we'll get to it but it's truly like the end all God. be all the music God budget so. also is like so big now like they're doing like I feel like they're doing like knockoff Charlie XCX songs yeah they are I love I uh, like the upgrade like it's definitely a step up from literal like last year where they'd be like I love LA it is so great I love LA like we're going to LA to the club to the but farmers market. Um, there's I I feel like Charlie XCX should record like a theme song. Why not? You know. Um, but it opens up also with Brett pretending to work at Sir. Yeah, and he and Dana are like sidebarring, and she goes up to him and she goes, "How is Jackson Britney's?" And he goes, "Awesome." I was like, "Was it awesome?" He goes up and he goes, can I get a Bloody Mary? <laughs> and then they have a talk about the insane, like their last supper where Brett goes, I don't have feelings for the girl, like right in front of Dana. And I thought this yeah. would be the I don't! where Dana has what gathers up whatever shred of dignity she has left <laughs> and like finally and- turns on him and realizes like, wow, I'm like, hot and i don't need to be like floundering in these meaningless storylines where i have literally zero connection with these men and like uh now i'm gonna like clap back but then dana goes i really understand what he was trying to say like and he was just put in like a weird situation and like it's weird. i don't blame him it- it's weird sometimes i think she's actually like too smart for the show and then sometimes i'm like wow you're very boring and lame and don't have any common sense to dana i've written dana is under arrest 
And her only way to post bail is to shit or get off the fucking pot. I agree with you. I think Dana needs to just like go full Stassi, early Stassi nightmare in the beginning or just leave. Yeah. Or be just demoted to like friend of that you check in with. Like she's bringing nothing. There's nothing aside. Like I'm in, like, I want to look at her. I want to see her, but I don't want to see her in this context. And then to like, they're also like forcing her into (laughs) these weird side conversations with Stassi. And I'm like, you two like have no relationship. Like, why are you talking about any? I'm like, stop doing that. Like, actually their friendship is bizarre it's crazy it's so fake so i'm like you are now you are officially i have a warrant out to citizens arrest her and if i do see her in the next six months i will put place her under citizens arrest so what if dana, you and i appeared in, i'm literally in dog the bounty hunter with dana kathan at this point <laughs> what if you and i what if you were dressed like dog and i was dressed like his r.i.p <laughs> beth his his Beth and, was that and we name? came in. Yeah, it's sad. R.I.P. It's sad, I know. And then we and then we burst into Sir and arrested Dana. And let's and do like, it. And like tied her by the ankles and like was like, come on out. And we each we dragged her out. We drag her, put her out. Put we her in set- the back of a truck and then drive her to like the county jail. We're gonna drive her to a warehouse, like um reservoir dog style, and then oh like interrogate her until she makes some serious decisions or or a promise to be better yeah that's like basically we're just like we'd like gently tell her like you really have to bring it next season like you can't keep doing this okay and then she'd be like fine my i would just go like this stop it stop and then you would go make a promise would you be a good cop or bad cop i'd be good cop Okay, I've, I'll be bad cop. I want to be. I want to cosplay as one of my favorite movies, Domino. You, I'll I'm, be Mickey Rourke, and your your Kira Knightley as Domino. Okay, I'm Domino my, my, Holly. My, remember, remember, remember the trailer. <laughs> my the tra- my my name my name is Domino Harvey, and yeah. I am a bounty hunter. You're probably wondering what a girl like me is doing in a place like this. And it's like, oh, my God. I remember that trailer so vividly. I never saw the movie. Oh, I know, I've like, seen Nisa it, Robbie's in it literally eight times. It is one of my favorite movies. And I will be watching it in the next 48 hours. I'm Domino Harvey. She passed, right? Yeah, I think she did. Sad. Really my, sad. My, but remember they, like, do that thing where they, like, repeat. She's like, my, my, my name is Domino Harvey. It's a wild, the editing in it is wild. It's just like crazy. I was watched that movie when it came out for rent. And then I was like, wait, I like want this life. Like this is the life that I want to lead. Oh my God. All this. Now I realize that you are, you've been like lightly cosplaying as Domino Harvey. (laughs) The entire time. Yeah. Like literally you show me like a kind of like a kooky or like a crazy girl off the beaten path like domino harvey or sandra bullock and forces of nature and i'm like me that's me that's me <laughs> um but yeah dana dana and brett i, I just can't, this whole like love trying it's just so i can't brett is i so can't rec- also so he's stupid. really he needs to very be dumb. off the show he's unwatchable canceled didn't didn't they tweet like racist shit yeah they actually tweeted like 
and that's just the level just to take it back really quick like i definitely i don't think that anything i don't think allison roman should have said anything that she said and i see exactly why things played out the way they did but lest we remind you brett and max literally used the n-word all over their social media like actually like blatant racism not that like blatant is worse than like low-key all racism is bad but like what the fuck they're still like on a show i just feel it's frustrating when women are held to different standards than men and i think that this is like an example of that and that really frustrates me yeah i mean and also i think hannah b who was the bachelorette just got canceled for saying the n-word like stop saying the word yeah like (laughs) what the fuck like who in their right mind Camila Cabello, like it's like you just you don't have to say it. No. And Lisa and no one, no one really addressed it, right? Lisa like planted stories in Radar Online about how their like jobs were on the line and like all this shit. And like there was a bunch of like there were stories about that. And then she gave an exclusive interview to the Daily Mail where she was like, "I've thought long and hard about it, and I really don't want to like. I don't think they deserve to be punished. I think they deserve a second chance." Like she played the whole press like a fiddle around it. It's just like so insane. It's insane that Bravo as a network would allow. I know. Given the, given the fact that like places like these big corporations like Bravo or fucking New York times or whatever the fuck can like bring the hammer down on someone's job for saying stuff. Like it's crazy to think that they would still be in the mix after that. In the mix. Yeah. If you, I'm you don't deserve a second chance after saying that on. I'm sorry. Like if you, if you put that out on social media, I mean, you don't deserve to like then reap the benefits of being on a show. Like you can have, like you can earn back a second chance at life or whatever the fuck you want to do. But like, if we're going to set a precedent that like you get fired for that, it should just be like the same. It's just insane. It's just insane. It's fucked up. It really, it really is. So anyways, Brett is so stupid. He deserves to be fired for a majority. Like, he gives us new reasons every time. It's like, not only has he said, like, racist shit on Twitter, but he also, like, wears his hair in that weird curly style and then wears hats that truly are birthed from hell. Yeah. And he is, he made a whole thing about Sheena, which my queen Sheena, I guess, told him on the set of her music videos. She was like, I'll pay with a blowjob, jokingly. And then Brett went all around and was like, she said she wanted to blow me. Like he was being victimized. I'm like, Brett, we are the victim in this scenario because we have to watch your stupid ass every week. I know. And yeah, Brett is so he's dumb, but he's also like manipulative. And when you're dumb and manipulative, which is possible, Mm-hmm. Oh, it's absolutely it's, possible. It's, it's a very, it's a lethal combo. Yeah. It's awful to watch. Really awful. He, he reveals to Dana and Sheena that Max has fucked five girls since he and Dana broke up. And I just wrote stud. <laughs> I loved how later in the episode when Dana brings it up, Max just kind of nods. He's like, yeah. That didn't seem that shocking to me. Like one girl a week. I feel like that's like pretty run of the mill for like a guy that wants to like fuck a lot. Yeah. I mean, like I know gay guys that like fuck a guy every week or a couple guys every week. Like that's not 
that's not that much. It's it's not that much. If you said like I'd, fifty girls, I'd be like, okay, that's like that's egregious. <laughs> we could pull it back a little bit, but like five rip. girls, I'm like, no, okay. it's this is it's just this is it's hetero hell. It's <laughs> it's like a hell. I mean, Dana's bi, so I'm not. But like in this, she's caught up in this like. She needs to go into like the lesbians. I'm like, Dana, you're fired from men. And literally, like, I will take you out on a date. Because Dana's also, she's, she might be queer and might, you know, she's not, she's bi, but she is, is locked in this hetero hell world where people, where they, where they flaunt their sexuality, but at the same time are strange, are oddly prudish and shamey and like, concert it's do you know what i'm talking about like that's i've noticed that too that these people like flaunt you know the men like they all flaunt their sexuality and like their prowess and like but they're also deeply like the first people to throw a stone at someone if they think they're like being like promiscuous Mm -hmm. like like they they slut shame they like so it's am i articulating no yeah i get what you're saying it's like there's a double standard yeah, it's like to hear five a week and be like, oh, that's disgusting. It's like, no, it's not. It's it's like, it's not that crazy. No, it's not that crazy at all. It's pretty like, I mean, it's way more people than I fucked in like the last 10 years. But like, <laughs> no, I'm like the last like five years. But like, what? So what? So what? Yeah. So what? Who cares? So what? So what? Um, Who cares? I love to Peter's in the corner and he overhears it and he goes, Jesus, man. And I just wrote, I'm glad he's paid for this app. The one line he's had, like, I know. (laughs) Poor Peter. Also, I forgot that Peter shoot where Stasi and someone are flanking him naked. Oh, yeah. Iconic. Iconic. Back in the glory days. Um, Then we cut to Lisa's White House of Lies and Tom and Max are like trudging up the long driveway and i'm like tom is literally her butt boy now who just like it's so their relationship is so weird and makes me really uncomfortable me too he was like take it all in man i was like okay it's not that air it's not that nice i'll bet her house smells lightly of dog i mean i'm just saying i literally was like does her house smell like, I mean, I'm sure it smells like a lot of fresh flowers, but I'm sure there are areas of her house that smell like Vanderpump dogs. And then I'm just like, it's all like it looks nice on from the outside, but then there's just something really cheap about it, you know? Yeah. And that's kind of like the whole vi- Vanderpump vibe. Yeah. It's, it's not that like there are nicer houses. In, yeah, a nice in interior LA. design. And like if it's, you're gonna be spending that much money, like I do love that she has like turtles and swans and a moat, but like she has like a very unique talent for making a thirty million dollar house look cheap. Is that house thirty million dollars? I don't know. I mean that I'm just going by what Tom said. I doubt I mean do you, I don't know. Do you think um how much money do we think Lisa and Ken have? I don't know. I 100. feel like they have like 75 mil or something. It's pretty rich. Let's Google. Let's do a quick Google. I love just like net worth. They could be worth, more. Could be worth like 100 million. It says 
renowned restaurateur Ken Todd has an estimated worth of 85 million. And Lisa has her own net worth. I'm sure it's about like 50 mil. Does she have her own net worth? I bet they have a combined. I, is she from a rich family? Let me look. I mean, she got married to him when she was 21. So unless she's from like a really wealthy family, I don't, I doubt that she was bringing like a lot of money to the table. Lisa's fortune is 65 million, 90 million. That's what celebrity net worth says. They have, they're very rich. They're very, very rich. So their house could easily be $30 million or whatever. But as the queen, money can't buy you class. My, or what's what's freckles line some things Sometimes that are expensive things are that worse. are expensive or worse and that's exactly the vibe in ken and lisa's world yeah um, um she goes to yeah that, so they go she, up they go up and then she says to them she's like in the past we've done some great photo shoots and i just wrote are they great no, the Were greaser one, the, the rockabilly. That was actually maybe the greatest one because there was some sort of like vision and art direction involved. But in the past, they just like mm-hmm. went to a hotel rooftop pool and like made them pose in a pool. Like that's not like a great photo shoot. I'm sorry, I, I any rockabilly is is a nunca. Yeah, I get that nunca for me. Even if even if it's well art, even if it's well <laughs> creative directed, like Dorit. Um, I don't, I will not stand for rockabilly. I don't stand for rockabilly cosplay. I don't, I don't like vintage. I don't like vintage rockabilly. I don't like fifties diners. I don't like fifties play. There are people who like cosplay as fifties people and like live their lives. And I don't like the, so like, I'm sorry if, if I'm offending you, but like I rockabilly equals death to me. So uh, yeah, I don't. I like fully agree. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a horrible. I think it's horrific timestamp. I think it's horrendous. I think <laughs> this, the, when I think of rockabilly, I think of that band Carmen with a K. <laughs> and I don't her even know horrible, that band. Like, her heart, that like doo-wop hair. Okay, yeah. but Greece, <laughs> but Greece, Greece gets a pass. Just the movie. Grease and Grease 2. Come on. Yay or nay? Give me a gladiator style okay. thumbs up or thumbs down. Or solely, for stock, solely for Stalker Channing. I okay. give it a yay. Okay. And That's Pfeiffer. the only acceptable rockability. Yeah. But everything else, it's a no. Yeah. No. Um, I want to take a minute to directly address... Tom Sandoval and Ariana Maddox and say that I would pay premium dollars to see just a YouTube series of them doing weird beauty treatments around Los Angeles. I know. So I've told them this before years ago. I was like, you guys need to like do some sort of venture together where you like go just like I was like, you should just go on little vacations or trips together and like document it. But I really think that them going around LA and doing every weird beauty treatment. Like, please start that fucking YouTube channel. We need it now more than ever. Yeah. If you're listening, either of you, like, I just want to watch you guys do things. I want to watch you get sucked. I want to watch someone roll all your, both of your butts. I want them to like suck all the fat up into your butt cheeks. I want them to like suction cup your faces, 
do like ear seeding. Like I will literally help you. Ear seeding. Yeah, it's where you put these little teeny like gold teeny tiny gold beads like you stick them on your ear and they're supposed to like help you i don't know with what but i'm interested and it costs like 40 dollars to get it done like i would love to get it done it's like a thing it's supposed to be like acupressure points on your ear but i think it's just like literally like they just stick a little cutie sticker on your ear but like get it i will consult and like help you do this yeah i would just watch i mean they need their own I'd watch like a road trip show of Ariana and Sandoval. I told them this like, like back after- in the days of Pumped Podcast. I was like, you guys need to do like a series called Vacation where you just go on like little road trips or something. Yeah, like I want to see them go to Catalina. I want to see them go to like the Baja, Vancouver, just try the local eateries, have Tom Schwartz like get ideas for cocktails. Sandoval, you like, mean? I don't want to see sorry. Tom Schwartz on the road. No, I don't want to see Tom Schwartz out of LA. And I think he's, he's dangerous. Yeah. Um, but I want to see Sandoval like in a, at like a bar in Vancouver mm-hmm. or like, or like the Yukon or, you know what I mean? And like, I want to see Ariana t- cause they're so funny and like, they're yeah. just pleasant to watch. And I think they need, they need some reprieve after being on the show for this long. And I, I, and I, you know, and I think, I think Ariana should get a vacation just for owning Jax's ass in this episode mm-hmm. and fucking demolishing him. And it was amazing to watch. And I'm, I was like proud of her. Yeah. Ariana was on fire in this episode, especially when she goes, she was, I really don't understand where Stassi bad credit Schroeder gets off talking about my house. And I bad was like, credit. Oh, yes. she has terrible credit. I guess, but she still bought a house, so like the joke's on us. Also, credit scores are a scam. They are. That being said, I I still like check mine obsessively, and I'm on a mission to get it up. But I just love shading. I love like calling out someone's bad credit. I love, I loved Jax just talking and Ariana going because of your text message. Like she's just, it was art. Anyway, so. So back so, on the back, like unclear why Lisa cares about any of the shit that's going on between like Max and Dana. <laughs> like I'm like, why? Like what? I don't understand. But Lisa's fucking die hard about putting herself right in the middle of the drama of these people. So like, I guess we just have to put up with it. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
Laura, what's the first thing you do if you had a little more time in the day? Mm, I'd probably just spend even more time with Tony than I already do. That's the best answer you could get. I spend most of my life wishing that Tony and I had more time together on this planet. It's scary to think about mortality and time passing. I do a lot of that. Don't we know it? But you know what can help when it comes to obsessive, intrusive thoughts about the passage of time and mortality and the fact that all of our dogs will die someday? What? Therapy. Oh, I've been in therapy since my mid-20s, and it's been an on and off thing. Sometimes I'm in it, sometimes I'm not, but I always feel better when I'm consistently going to therapy. I think it's probably the most important thing you can do for yourself if you can do it. I agree 100%. I've had pretty radical life changes over the past five to 10 years. And a huge part of that has been thanks to finding a therapist and working with a therapist regularly to like help me break some negative patterns, negative thought processes, and overall become a a version of myself that I really love. Also, the past five years has been extremely chaotic and destabilizing for so many of us. I think therapy is even more vital now than it's ever been for everyone in the history of time. (laughs) (laughs) If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash SexyUnique today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash SexyUnique. Then we cut over to Randall and Lala's Cabbage Patch Kid house. Lisa was good in this episode. She had some moments. I think whenever Lisa's at an event where she can get wasted, then I like her. Because it's like you can tell that she's like losing it. Like she's not so like, oh, darling. Like, but I'm also, I don't need any sort of like... I'd rather just see her at events with this cast than see her like planning them or like getting downloaded on who said what to whom. Yeah, I don't want to see that, but I want to see her like going, this is my show. She goes later, her speech goes, you know, I love you all. I was like, you're fucking rolling right now. (laughs) Let's raise the glass. When she was dancing to James and Lala's song in the front row, and then she's like, hmm. I'm like looked off to the side. I was like Lisa. <laughs> She's black. She's be out. Blamo. Um, Randall and Lala's house is literally about to fall off a cliff. Oh, they have dirty windows. They have like I mean I got their house is still under construction, but it literally looked like a patchwork quilt. <laughs> Katie and um, Stassi and Britt come over to have cheese and wine, and then like they all take to like the back patio and then lala is like lala truly is like has ascended into a position of power that like congrats to her but she has it's un it's not earned oh uh, yeah it's i'm I just I I don't I don't want to see Lala anymore. I'm I'm really over her. I'm like I don't care. 
let's be like, for example, I love Erica on Housewives of Beverly Hills. Yeah. She's made, she like does her own thing, but she makes no bones about the fact that she like, she did like marry a really rich guy and he like gives her money to do what she wants to do or has helped support her and get her to a place where she like is now in Chicago on Broadway. You know what I mean? Yeah. Lala acts like it's like this high and mighty thing where I'm like, you did like a classic like LA move. Like you fucked like a rich guy and then like got on the PJ. Like what? Like, it's not like I just don't understand where she gets no, off. No, she acts being like this. She acts now like she's like, like she's like I had to I had to fight in this town. It's like no, you no one no you didn't. No, you, didn't. you literally like sucked a guy's dick. Like no shade that do whatever you have to do. Like I I admire that. Like I truly do. But like let's not make bones about it. And you act all like high and mighty and like yeah you act like somehow you just magically fell into a friendship with these people i'm like none of the people around you they literally thought you were trash until you shared your man's perks with them and now they're kissing your ass like do you not get that like it would just be amazing to see her have some sort of like sense of of the fact that like she's dealing with like trash people and that she too has like now become trash by proxy. Like she bought into the bullshit. It's just like sad. It's amazing. It is. It's interesting for me to watch someone who's like quote unquote in recovery. Like, I mean, I, I believe that she's sober, but like working a 12 step program and she's has zero humility. Zero. Zero. Like James Kennedy actually has more humility than Lala. Yeah, like Lala. Ostensibly, but mm-hmm. like I don't, I don't see Lala like. I'm not saying you. I mean, some people like we talked about it before, but like some people who get sober are still fucking assholes. But like, I don't know. There's some degree of, like, whatever. No like comment. Turns, but I, I just like. I'm like you hang out with Jax and Brittany, like. Yeah. Those are two like very disordered, fucked up people that are like toxic human beings. And like Truly you toxic. you stand up for them and like take their back. Like she turns to Katie and it's she goes, so, "So, are we all good?" Like after she and Brittany like attacked Katie last episode, and I truly was like in this moment I was like team Katie Maloney cuz she stood up for herself. Like she's making sense. She's like how why would you throw that in my face like Jack's obviously acted like a dick he has problems he needs therapy like yeah. i'm gonna block him he's like fucked up and then all these girls are like no don't do that and i'm like what the fuck is wrong with why you not guys? why are you would, apologizing like, for this literal like human loser. trash bag a fucking loser an angry like i that moment was so when when Brittany was like, "Remember, he is my husband, so you have to have some respect." I'm like, "Have a backbone. Like, Realize please. that this man, there is a there is like as Ariana says it more eloquently, but like there is a there's a reason why so many people are like turned off by him and like alienated from him. Like there is no 
it's not a secret. Why, like, why is Katie sitting there being like, I'm going to block him after knowing him for like 15 years? It's because he's a fucker. Yeah. He's and it's not ass. like people coming after your man, Brittany. It's like, like no, you chose to marry a person that is like, oh, a you chose human. to marry a horrible person. And like Ariana said, it was like he; these are choices that he makes over and over and over. It's not like oh my brain, like I'm depressed, so now I'm acting like a dick or out of character. But normally I'm like this nice, great guy. It's no, like, no, you've literally horrible. been the worst person ever since the dawn of time. You're just a bad. You're like just. You're a bad, you're a bad egg. Yeah. You're a bad egg. You have a you have a bad heart. You have a bad that's, soul. Like you are that's literally what, like, Jax is just a he's just a nasty, nasty person. Yeah. And Brittany is I'm I'm horrified by Brittany. And I, I'm not surprised that she's but she's so like, that's my man. Just remember that. Like, well, okay. And she's being all passive aggressive. <laughs> I'm gonna go get a drink. <laughs> it's like please. Please snap out of this. Like you still have time. There's it's never too late. It truly is never too late to change your life. But like Jack they've to been, like wait been for married. Jax to change, like in hoping that he's somehow gonna become this person that he will never be. It's like now he is dragging Britney down. Like, remember when Britney first came on the scene and she had like a light to her and was like a breath of fresh air, and he now like He's slowly like pickling her insides Mother with her. his toxicity. He's fully mother her. Yeah, like and she is awful to watch. And I do believe that terrible. there's hope. Like she could go back to the light at any given time, but she chooses to stay in this like horrible relationship. Yeah, she's and that's I mean he's beneath too. I think he's beneath her, but She's dragged him. He's dragged her down to his level. So now they're yeah. the same. Now they're like exactly the same or slowly like equilibrium. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm excited to watch how this all plays out because finally there's something like interesting and real going on. But like, damn, it would even be I would watch her get out of the relationship. Watch her rebuild. Yeah. Hell yeah. Divorce is at. I mean, she. I'm just, just I'm disgusted over, like, by Lala. I'm disgusted by Lala. It's like they they have this pack together. It's like it's because Lala and Randall are clearly a toxic relationship and like horrible and like messy. So it's like they're in this weird pack, like the three of them, where it's like or the four yeah. of them, where it's like like we're gonna go, you know, we're we're gonna us just like the world, like us we against get the world, each other. like we get each other's like volatile, like explosive you know relationships don't have to be like it doesn't have to be navigating from one crisis to the next yeah if you're in a like relationships don't have to be like explosive and like if you're, you know what i mean like they don't have to be like passionate high you know high velocity at all times no that's not good that's like that's bad, and if it's very bad, and Lala and Lala and Brittany, I feel like they they probably don't even like like each other that much. They just know that like they're in similar situations, probably. So it's like they sort of like, well, let's we we have to like help each other explain away and like defend and be defensive and like yeah, 
Like our crazy you know I mean? men do whatever they want. Don't our crazy honey, men do whatever they want. You. Yeah. Like I'm just like, no, like you guys are both better than this. And like very much are the kind of people that could have something going on your own away from this. Like you're on a successful reality TV show. You have fans. Like you have people that would support you. You're dynamic, <laughs> beautiful women. Like you don't have to be with these literal toads. I could see Jackson Randall like robbing a bank one day. Yeah, I'm on, like sure a ton of like, Adderall, a ton of blow. I could see them like fully like defrauding people, like pulling like tax fraud, like all sorts of like. It's just they are truly the kind of men that like drag whoever they're with down. And and Jackson Brittany, I didn't even realize this until the finale. They've only been married for like a month. Yeah. And he's deeply unhappy. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like the second that everything... He's literally lived in a torn... Like a whirlwind of so many life changes happening in such a short period of time and hasn't processed any of them. Like went through like a crazy cheating scandal that played out on television. Then like his father passed away, which is really sad. But then also went immediately from that to getting back together with Brittany and then immediately getting engaged and then planning a huge blowout wedding. Like it's been just like two plus years and hold and holding hot, holding everyone hostage and knowing that everyone was hostage to you. Yeah. Like, and so you've literally that, had two the, the years power that came of with silencing. All that. Like no one ever questioned you because you got to play the dad card or the wedding card and you had a reason to shut people up for two years. And then now you have no reason. Like you, and now you see him literally inventing a reason, which friend of the pod, Ryan Bailey pointed out, we were like texting about it and he was like, Jax is literally like verbatim saying what Kanye West said in his David Letterman interview, like about having a bruised or broken brain, like is just like he watches something and he's like, oh, that's me. And so now he's trying to say that he has like a pro like depression. I'm like, uh, get on fucking board, you idiot. Like literally the entire world is depressed. Like you are not special. And that doesn't give you a pass to not have people like call you out for being a dick. Jax has terminal uniqueness. He's awful. He's dreadful. And yeah, it's like, go on me- fucking medication. Yeah. And shut the fuck up. Go to and therapy. Be a par- go to therapy and be a, and try to be a good partner. Like, you're going to have kids. You, you're going to be a, you're gonna be a he parent. Have kids. He should not. You're going to be a children. parent. He should not procreate. Brittany could be a good mom, but she needs to get out of this because. Jack's going to be one of those people that's like jealous of his kids because they're they get all the attention. Yeah. And Jax is someone that's Brittany. Also, no child should have to be subject to their relationship dynamic like that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like it's like that's going to be the priority and the kids. It's like the drama between them in the marriage will be like the priority and like the whole family will be built around Jax. And kids will be used against like they'll use their kids against each other. Yeah. Ooh, it's just like really <sighs> should not move. I just forward. got a, I just got like a glimpse. I know. I'm like kind of, channeling and I'm like, you know, they just discovered it like a evidence of a parallel universe. Mm-hmm. This is 
I just saw that parallel one of the parallel universes where Jack and Brittany have kids. Yeah. It's not good. No one, no like innocent soul deserves that. Are there, are there people who like are like ride like supporting them? Are there people yes. like who watch and are like? There are people out there. There is a parallel universe of people that watch the show and are like, leave Jackson and Brittany alone. They are goals. Like they stick by each other. Like it's insane. It's wild, but also, I mean, I love it. Like I think that's what makes this show so rich is that like you have people that watch it aspirationally and are like Stasi is fucking amazing like Jackson Brittany like goals mm-hmm. like Lala's slang but like you also have people Lala's like, slang <laughs> Lala's slang but you, then you have people that watch it that are like wow this is bleak and like I'm learning about life and how I don't want my life to be but I'm also and like, there are people Lolling. And then there are people, there are people who see like Schwartz and Katie and are like, "Wow, they're so cute." I don't know if they have as many people like, <laughs> <laughs> standing them, but they, I'm sure there is like they do have some stands. Yeah, Tell I mean, we know we know Stas, and Bo have stands. I cannot imagine. That's a parallel universe to me. <sighs> Honestly, those people are also eligible for citizens arrest laura and i are coming in the in the pickup We're truck booking domino avi and mickey rourke i'm mickey and your domino are coming <laughs> <laughs> in a pickup truck ready to fucking citizens arrest your ass. yeah i have to- i have like the barb that tom steyer's wife has the mm, and you're wearing like oh, a wrap like a short wrap skirt yeah and like a band and, like, top yeah and like ankle boots floppy bang and i'm mickey i kind of have the same hair that he has in that movie and i'm like ready i'm wearing like a bulletproof vest and have like (laughs) an assault rifle for no no reason with With no bra bra. (laughs) i am like really you see like a lot of side boob in my bulletproof vest and i have an assault rifle just for aesthetic purposes that i never use and I'm full, ready to like, fucking arrest you. I'm cargo pants and full on army boots with like literally a, chains of bullets. Truck. I have a belt of bullets and like a chain of bullets in my assault rifle. But like I'm ready to take you downtown. The fuck out. Yeah. And you're and you have five o'clock shadow and and mm-hmm. I'm wearing ankle boots and like a skirt and with like a bazooka. <laughs> Holding yes. a bazooka. You have a bazooka <laughs> at all times. I like it. It magically yeah. appears. Yay. I'm like, you're under arrest, motherfucker. And you're like, yay. And I just, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, shut up. You do what he yeah. says. <laughs> yeah, get in there. All of you need to shut up. Shut up, you hear me? You hear me? Shut up. You shut up too. You get over there. <laughs> yeah yeah i love us like on a fucking rampage so you Doing better like watch round, out if you're listening to this podcast we, we will round you up we'll come for you if you stan stassi and bo's relationship or britney and jack's relationship one of these days you're gonna get your door busted down and carry it like you literally will not see it coming we will kick your fucking door in carrie will bazooka your d- front door of your house off and we will come and arrest you you hear the little clip 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 of my heels 
<laughs> like a like a like a fucking pirate <laughs> running around. Yay! We both yeah. like s- you smoke shut cigarettes. Up. You go shut up. There. Yeah, you do what he says. You're under arrest, and you're like, I'm Dr. Harvey. And you're like, come on, everyone, get in the fucking car. <laughs> do what he says. Shut up. <laughs> I just speaking of pirate. I just thought of a in the first wives club when Bette Midler goes of talking about her ex husband getting an earring, and she goes, and I went, Morty, what are you, a pirate? Pirate? What's next? A parrot? A parrot. <laughs> her Morty journey is so real. What are you, a pirate? <laughs> What's next? A parrot? <laughs> My favorite too is when they're confronting <laughs> Goldie so- about her drinking. And she goes, she holds up like a trash can full of empty booze bottles. And she goes, uh, Goldie goes, I was having a party. And she goes, with who? Guns and roses? <laughs> <laughs> and I like when Stalker Channing mails uh, her suicide note. And Diane Keaton's mom goes, and on some, and on such lovely stationery. <laughs> I love her. God, that movie is so good. Yeah, when they're at the lesbian bar, she goes, here's my Morty. And the woman goes, she's butch. (laughs) (laughs) I live for the lesbian visibility in that movie. Yeah, right? It was really forward. It was radical. It was so radical. Over here, bitch. (laughs) Mother, mother, I've met a man. He's a god. He's a doctor. (laughs) I I'm love Monique. Diane Keaton too when she finds out her husband's cheating with Marsha Gay Harden, with queen with her therapist. And she's like, Whoa! And Diane does a lot I'm of like, sorry! I'm sorry! I'm sorry that I ever met you! And I'm sorry I gave you all the love in the world! I'm sorry! <laughs> and she goes, and Marsha Gay Harden goes, she goes, with my, she goes, and you were sleeping with my therapist. And Marcia Giga Harden goes, I'm a woman. <laughs> oh my God, sorry, guys. No, I love it. It's always good to take a small detour down oh, First Wives Club Lane. No one is as, but one of the greatest, I, in my opinion, one of the best comedic performances ever is Sarah Jessica Parker in that movie. Oh, unreal. Cemented. They're stunning, Marie. I'll take all of them. I already knew because of Honeymoon in Vegas that I was obsessed with her, but that really was the final yeah. nail in my Sarah Jessica Parker coffin of fandom. The Maggie Smith fork. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jackie, here I am. Jackie O had one just like it. She goes, here I am. Taste central. <laughs> Looking at her teeth with the knife. Yeah. They're stunning, Morton. I'll take all of them. <laughs> oh, God. Make it go away. Well, Linda, well. I don't think they have one in your size. In your size. <laughs> Dumpster woman. Okay. Okay. Sorry. All right. James' Shelly mom. Shelly the Barracuda. James's mom comes over, and this scene was actually, like, very sweet. I teared up. Yeah. Jacqueline is uh, sober. 
James is 45 days sober. They both seem to have like a new lease on life. Jacqueline survived. She had she had to get a double mastectomy. But she also walks back like through the history and she's like, if I hadn't have gotten sober, I wouldn't have gotten a job. I wouldn't have gotten health insurance. And then I wouldn't have been able to find out that I had cancer and needed like a double mastectomy. It's kind of miraculous. Yeah, it was. I mean, that's she's. She feels like she's someone that is I think James, too. I feel like they're both very like they're working the steps. And they seem like they're, she especially, it was nice to see her in a good place because we've only seen her in like the worst places ever. And it's like that kind of darkness, while we love to see it, is untenable. Like after a while, it turned, it really sat worse. Yeah. I think she, she also seemed like his mom Mm -hmm. for the first time. Yeah. Like it seems like she was being like, you're my son, like you're my child. I'm here for you. Yeah. And when she was like, it was sweet. you have your whole life ahead of, like, you never have to drink again. You're, you can have an amazing life and your kids will never have to Ugh. see you drunk. I got chill. I was like, that's fucking real. Yeah. Because I, I think I, they probably. I'm like emotional her. thinking about James. I know. I want like keeping up with the Kennedys. I'm ready for his, the Kennedy spinoff I, show. I really hope he stays sober. I felt like he had, he really came off the best this season. Like, he had the most growth, and he, I think him and Raquel, it by the end of it, in a strange twist, seemed like the most, I mean, this is all, like, bearing, like, we don't know what's happening in their private life, but on the show, at least, yeah, they seemed like they were, like, a very honest couple. Mm-hmm. Like, at the end, when Raquel was like, I'm so attracted <laughs> to you right now, I was like, She was yeah. so turned on by you. <clears throat> and I was like, yeah. But also, yeah. it was it's cool that James like because getting sober is a, is hard to do. And then also if you're working in like a, if you have like a job that's so nightlife centric, like a DJ is also would be my personal nightmare would be being a sober DJ just because it's like I'm so like not I'm a person that would have to be fueled by some sort of substance to do that job. But it seems Sam- like he Samron does it. I know it, and it seems like he gen like he loves that job enough to where he can do it sober, and it doesn't troll him at all. You know what I mean? And I love that for him. He seems to have the same energy and level and excitement about DJing. I loved at the end when uh, Danica and Kara were fighting, and you just see James in the background, like he just like looks up, and he's and it's like I saw that, and I was like, wow the one sober person he's like truly sober like he's like mm-hmm. looking like whoa like, yeah this is, i'm watching <laughs> this but yeah i was i was happy man. for his mom i think i think it was she's obviously like done some nutty things but i i hope that i hope they stay sober and i hope that they like remain sober touchstones for each other same i do love so. a flashback where she goes you took your first steps at fucking tiffany's yeah. Did I not give you everything? There's never been a more iconic line. Also that she robbed a bank. <laughs> also that she charged like hundreds of dollars of Botox on one of Dodie's credit cards. Fucking Amazing. queen. Um, Bo and Stassi go look at a house in Mar Vista. I've I fast <laughs> forwarded TBH. Fast forwarded. I mean, what's most shocking to me is that now Mar Vista real estate is $2 million. 
for those of you that aren't familiar with LA, Mar Vista, like when I moved here about 11 years ago, Mar Vista was like a very up and coming area. It was just like a not, it was like not an area where you would see like cute houses. It was more just like apartments. And now it's like, it's very Venice adjacent also. So it's like, they would never live there. That's like the equivalent of Sheena moving to Marina Del Rey. Like it's very far away from their like standard mix. And also I was like, wow, this house is chic. Like they would never live in it. I I I, I cut to the end and she says it's like too masculine for her. Mm-hmm. Mm. Where do they live now? The Hollywood Hills? I think they're like near Beechwood, I want to say. But Bo has a moment in this that he goes, Stassi will definitely be putting the down payment down. He was like, I, like she's a number one best-selling author, like on a show, like all this shit. And I was just like, scammer. Yikes. Must be nice dirty for John. you. Yeah. Total dirty John. DJ vibes. And Saucy had a good burn where she goes, she was like shitting on everyone's like farmhouse houses. That was. <laughs> I just don't want something that looks like the inside of Mendocino Farms. So and I was like, okay, we that gotta was, give it up. Yeah. That that Ira, Ira Madison always <laughs> he does this tweet where he'll it's like a Wendy Williams just going okay that was good <laughs> that was good and then everyone starts clapping and now from when I see something like that I always think of that yeah that is that a very Wendy mm-hmm. the Toms meet Lisa and Nick Elaine and Elena Elaine, Nick Elaine. Tom Tom and he shows yes. them the mock of the the garden at Tom Tom, which is a wild bordello. Yeah. And they basically say that they're, they say yes to Lisa's Ponzi scheme. I know. Lisa and Ken are like, Oh, thank God. <laughs> Cause like, they're probably like, we're, <laughs> they probably were somehow were like down and out from some bad deal and needed like a quick. Well, I mean, also it's like, uh, okay. Like you're going to have a restaurant right next to a restaurant. That's not related to that restaurant. Like, yeah. no, that's like not. She's like, so the question is, will we knock down the wall? And they're like, it's like, uh, I'm <laughs> thinking, but, uh, you probably will. <laughs> will, will we walk down the, will, will we, we the be wall? putting a hole in the wall? Will we punch through the wall and find. <laughs> A secret room with some kind of ancient deity Will wrapped we? up in gold and silver to the walls. Also, we just need to... I don't know what I would say. <laughs> no, I was with will, you. Will we will find an ancient we well? knock down the wall? Find a well? <laughs> Some kind of well that leads down to the basin of the water table. And there's, uh, at the bottom, there's a mummy in the well. <laughs> what do you think about Just that, boys? The scarab beetles are in the wall. <laughs> They're scarab, you? I can hear them at night. When it's all quiet in the walls, I hear through the walls, I hear skittering. Skittering, skittering, skittering of the scarab beetles. They're coming for me. I know it. <laughs> They're like a. Do you see? <laughs> Geramo, what is his name? Guillermo. He's like, uh, all right. <laughs> Nicolaine's like, uh. 
everyone stops and they wait for like Lisa to get okay again. And Tom's like, I guess we'll put the money. And she's like, great. We'll knock down the wall then. She's like, she goes, do you see? I sometimes go to bed and I feel the bees are in my skull. I sometimes I wonder if my skull is becoming a beehive and I feel them nesting in my skull and I can hear them at night and it's so so loud anyway would you like to go on it with us what say you they're like we will do it I guess what say you? Also, her fucking obsession with bejeweled neckties is is reaching levels that I can't even comprehend. We've seen at least five different neck, like fully crystallized neckties. It's a hell. It's 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 not okay. It's awful. So then they we get to the Tom Tom photo shoot, and we, it gets revealed that Kara is there. And Max, Kara truly is the best thing to ever happen to this season of Vanderpump Rules. Amazing. She also is, she looks exactly (laughs) like Sheena. So Sheena has literally gotten to live my dream of meeting her parallel universe self. Like Sheena is living my dream. I know. And I was like, wait, Sheena's living my dream life. Kara going, and like, the flashback of Kara going, Lisa, on FaceTime. <laughs> yeah. Exquisite. And Sheena's like, Sheena looks at her and she's like, and then in her interview, she's like, she's also kind of, she. I mean, she's pretty hot. I'm like, oh my God, they're going to fuck. Sheena loves Kara. She literally oh. goes, she has, she's everybody me, right down to the cute wrinkly nose. <laughs> and she goes, this girl is literally me, circa 2012. And like, takes selfies and is truly like, we fuck the same people, like, you are me and I am you. And Kara's like, let's, yeah. And then they're like, let's merge. They should they like, merge. They should just like become one person. They can shape shift where it's like, Kara could be one place, but Sheena sees what Kara sees and vice versa. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want truly, their like, buddy comedy show. Like, I need their spinoff immediately. They can like, they can like switch consciousness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, said, I sounded drunk when I said that. They can <laughs> switch, switch consciousness. consciousness. They can switch consciousness. Um, <sighs> but yeah, Sheena's like totally loving her. Later, when Kara's starting shit, Sheena's just cackling. She loves she, it. Sheena, Sheena gets such a kick out of Han- Kara, and it's amazing. Imagine seeing you, like a version of you, just like start fun drama with people would be amazing because you don't have to do anything. They just do it. And you're like, it's me. That would be It's also amazing that Sheena, I think she sees Kara and she's like, okay, cool. A part of me will live on forever, even after I'm gone. Sheena is probably the most iconic person to come out of Vanderpump Rules in the sense that it's like she's always given us she's Sheena's always given us Sheena from day fucking one yes and I agree and I feel like it was God rewarding her by Mm -hmm. giving her her like double the gods smiled down upon her and 
honestly, if there's anything this show needs, it is more Sheena or Sheena energy. And we got that in the form of Kara. She like the gods crafted Kara out of like clay. Yeah. And then, and then they like set her, they plucked her in Vegas. Mm hmm. And, but this is a gift for Sheena. And I think she knew that. And that's why she was so giddy. Yeah. Cause she was like, Oh my God, this is what I've been praying for. Another me. I've always wanted a twin. May we all be blessed in the sense that Sheena has been blessed. Yeah. Thank by God. By the sword finally. of Zeus. Yeah. Jax and tough... Brittany are just sitting in a hetero hell of their own making. Mm-hmm. And Jax is literally terrified of Ariana. Like when she comes yeah. over and just like serves him a warrant for his own arrest. Oof. He, like, well, can't she comes, she comes over and she's like, she's like, Brittany, can I have a talk with your husband? And Brittany's like, sure. I'm going to go get a drink. <laughs> <laughs> Her laugh like has truly aggressive. gotten. That nervous, passive aggressive laughter. I'm like, Ugh, I'm going to barf. And earlier in the episode, she also was like, well, it's a sob. And Sandoval's never invited over to my house again. <laughs> like, okay. Well, As if he would want to come over to your yeah, fucking farmhouse of, of horror. But also, also, I just need to point out in the last episode, Brittany just casually takes a shot at like when she comes home from work. Multiple. She's always like taking a shot wherever she goes. That's like the equivalent of like a glass of wine for her. It's a crazy thing to do. <laughs> really, really disturbing. Um, yeah. So she's like, I'm going to go to. Uh, yeah, that's that's fine. I'm, I was going to go get a drink anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you go? and then lala follows her and then ariana sits down and jacks okay i have a theory that jacks is so deeply threatened by sandoval and specifically ariana mm-hmm. i think he i think there's something about ariana that he, it just devastates him and i think obviously this scene solidifies it but i think ariana has never like given into his bullshit and yeah. i think that he's like I mean, he always talks about her sexuality. Like, I think he's, I think he's freaked out about that because I think Jax is like deeply like ignorant. And do you know what I'm talking about? I think yeah, totally. he's like one of those guys that's like threatened by a woman who can also be attracted to not him. And I think he's also threatened by the fact that like Tom and Ariana, they don't have the same constraints on their relationship that like he and Brittany have. Like, they're in a relationship with no plans to get married. TBD on having kids like they have a lot of freedom that he will never experience again until he gets divorced eventually and I think that that makes him really mad and resentful yeah. because I don't think that Jax really wants to be married and have a family I think that no, he just like is subscribing to hetero lies of that nature but he's you can tell he's like so freaked out by Ariana mm-hmm. he does and he also like all his arguments completely fall apart. Like he tries, he lies to her first about not being mad at the party and says, Brittany was more angry, which was not true. Then he tries to like rope Sandoval into it saying like when he angrily texted Stassi, which has nothing to do with this. And like, he just like, can't, he has no, he knows he has like no pot to piss in. I just, yeah. I wish that Ariana had gone like more ham on him. Cause I would love to see someone just check Jax's ass. No one has really ever done that aside from Queen Laura Lee. And like, we need that energy now more than ever. 
I think she did. I think she checked him enough that it was like satisfying. But I agree. I think I think Ariana was holding back because I think Ariana could come up with some pretty devastating blows. Oh yeah. But she was she didn't need to, which I think was like. It was restrained I think she, she, power. It was restrained, and I think it was enough that freaked. I think it freaked him out, which was great. I think it I spun him out because he's. I think he started like unraveling fully after this moment. Yeah, it was a warning of like what could the hammer that could be brought down should he decide to like continue down this path with her. Ariana took a. a pistol out and just shot into the ceiling mm-hmm. and just walked away that was basically Fired what this was and she shot. and she says as you said earlier she goes she's like Jax is trying like as he's lying she just goes yes from the text you said like she just doesn't stop and he mm-hmm. he just can't handle it. and he's like well what about and then at the end she says this is who a person is it's yeah. not like she's like this is who he, she's basically like this is who Jax is. He's just a bad, he's a bad guy. Mm-hmm. He makes shitty decisions because he's a mean person. He's a bad dude. It's a bad dude. So then, Jack starts spiraling. Jack starts spiraling. It also looks so hot in Tom oh. Tom. Everyone's like miserable when he takes his when he wa- refuses to put the uniform on. And he's so pissed in that picture, and he looks like he's going to kill someone. He looks like he would strangle the first person he sees. Which is Ariana's brother. Yeah, which is Jeremy, who looks surprisingly hot. He's, like, wearing a turtleneck. I was like, who's that hot guy? And I was like, oh, my God, it's Jeremy. But, like, Jack's arguing with Lisa is, like, the first way to, like, go down in flames. And his yeah. like wearing that hideous navy shirt, and it's like he definitely does have like a black shirt. And then he's like, "I'm sick of being like treated on the same level as other bartenders." And then Brittany's like, "He doesn't even have to start shirt." <laughs> and like, and like Lisa shutting. Yeah, Brittany, Brittany just down. defending him. Yeah, yeah. She's like, she's like, I, he, I can, I can attest. He doesn't have the black shirt. And then Brit- and Lisa's basically like, she goes, "Shut the fuck up, Brittany." Yeah, stop defending. And then. Me. She, and then and then Lisa th- chucks a shirt. Chucks a shirt, hits Danica in the face. I was like, that's rude. <laughs> that was, but that was like one of the things that I loved. I loved Lisa like owning Jax. Yeah. And like forcing him to put on that scoop neck shirt from hell. Mm-hmm. And then he just it's like so has hot. no choice but to be like. Mm. It's just sad. It's like, and, he, and Tom and the toms are in the center like the owners and Jax is like just a bartender and he's yeah, just like, and Brittany's like down on a table like sitting away from Jax, and then lala front and center lala's lisa's pet now i think she's being groomed for nefarious purposes and lisa knows too. what power she has because she treats her very differently now than the other women she i think she like lala is like a, some kind of a manchurian candidate that she can like get to like set things on fire or like scare people yeah she like gets lala to like intimidate people like lala will drive because lala will drive to someone's house and like throw a brick through the window she definitely will she is the and, rage like, so lisa has a, found a way to harness it and it's working jackson lisa's sidebar and he tells Lisa's her that like, he's broken his brain. And I just wrote, I'll say his brain is broken. <laughs> it's called cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> but Lisa's like, 
It's like, look, it's been four months. It's been four months, and look at you now. You're going to ruin your marriage, too. Your marriage? Do you think it's good? He goes, my marriage was great. And she's like, it's not great. It's not, it's great, not great, Jack. Jack. And he's like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, and then he and Britt, like, disappear. And then at the end, then they all come back for, like, the year anniversary celebration party and they're so pumped to see randall and i was just like god this like foursome Ugh. yeah that's and what he, i mean yeah they're all lower companions very much so and also it's um, like they would suck to hang out with as a sober person oh. i want to be around coked out jacks bloated rand and like shot tequila shot brit and that is like a fun long. hang. No. And just like sip on Tequila. some sparkling water. Tequila shop. <laughs> um, Ariana tells Katie and Tom that Kristen's coming with her, the guy she's dating, Carter. <laughs> oh my God. I'm just obsessed with like Kristen's breakup journey. I'm like, it's so messy and like. It's classic I love that, Dodie. Yeah. I love like, like he's we're like, like he's a new person. Yeah. It's like Dodie's gonna Dodie and there ain't nothing you can do about it. She also walks in while Katie and Stassi are shitting on her and like walks right by her. Ugh, it was so, walks right by them. They're also just like they're so lame. Like they love to talk shit, but if they didn't have each other to back the other one up, they'd be nothing. Yeah. They only exist as a twosome. Like they would also, if either, if neither of them had each other, they would be like friends with Kristen still. Yeah, completely. They've like just worked each other into like this. It like gives them something to do. Oh yeah, I mean they've trauma. I mean I think that they're all everyone on the show is like trauma bonded, but Katie and Stassi, I believe, are like trauma bonded over like just like mutually hating Kristen at this point. And it gives them something yeah. to talk about and like something to focus their energy on. Because and if they had to look in her for so long, they know it was had nothing yeah. to it. <sighs> um, Kara sidles up to Max. Oh, knees at the bar and she goes, I haven't seen you in a while. <laughs> <laughs> She's wasted. She's slurring. She has no, she has bl- her eyes are black and void. Like she has <laughs> nothing behind her eyes. There is no light, and it's amazing. If you told her she I was still in Vegas, you in a while. she would. She would be you. like, "Yeah, yeah, I love." I'm here. I'm at Caesar's Palace, <laughs> and then you we're see here. A, we're here. I haven't seen you in a while. <laughs> <laughs> Max is clearly so uncomfortable and also such a dick. It's like you fucked this person. Just be normal. I know. <laughs> I know. Be not like. Be nice to the in, people you. You've fuck. been inside this person. Like, there's no reason if they have not done anything psychotic to you. There's literally no reason to be a dick. Yeah, just like that's. I think it's just a good lesson. Just be nice to the people that you fucked. Be friendly. If you fuck someone, it's chill. It's not weird. Just say hi. You don't. You don't have to like. You don't have to like strike up a deep combo just like acknowledge them yeah be kind charlie be kind rewind be kind rewind and remember that you're the one you guys merged private parts so like 
You There's nothing to be ugly. you bummed uglies. That's also a term gross. like tough titties. It's so gross to me. <laughs> it's so nasty. Um, Charlie loves a two piece outfit with like yeah, Charlie's like look at this outfit. She goes, "Am I serving?" And I was like, "Yes, you are." It was very. It was like a poor man's Elizabeth Hurley Versace outfit. Yeah, it's very like Fashion Nova, but. <laughs> I live for it. Yeah, she's looking great. So if I was in that outfit, I'd feel be, I'd to, be feeling good too. You need to. Am I serving? Am I serving? You'd be like, you're actually. I'm serving you a search warrant because your house is filled with illegal drugs for going out in an outfit like that. Is what people would say to me. <laughs> you're not well. I'm serving you a warrant to fifty one fifty you and place you at Cedars up for seventy two hours. I'd be on the phone already if you were walking up to me in that. I'd be like this. <laughs> Cedars. Hello, Cedars. And if I walked up in that outfit, you'd be like... UCLA. UCLA. James has <sighs> to apologize to Randall, which... I mean, I, I am appreciative of him making amends, but I also was like, that felt weird to see James be like so like deferential to him it just feels mm-hmm. like there's holes in the story because like yes james talked a lot of shit about him and like he might owe him an apology but it's weird to see just like this maybe sided <laughs> yeah like one-sided groveling without like we never got to see like the 50 cent drama between randall lala and 50 cent which feels like something that should have been in this season and is a big bone that they had to pick with james because james like brought it up like or laughed at it like and that was part of the beef so it's just like okay why are we giving like randall and lala like a hero edit i also think when you first get sober at least in my experience like I i wanted to apologize to like everyone yeah you just feel like you're like on the ready to you know what i mean like i think mm-hmm. because you're everything's really emotional in the first few months of it so it's like you just feel this urge to like atone yeah and that sometimes it's maybe too soon so that could be maybe why he was but yeah he was definitely like i was like don't fucking grovel at randall's feet yeah like you can give him an apology and say you're sorry for like calling yeah, just be like back. hey i'm really i'm sorry i called you like the names and then Randall's like, maybe we'll invite you to our wedding. I was like, oh, great. Cool. Jax was Very like, oh, that'd be so great, man. I was like. Would it be great? James. Yeah. I was like, oh. You want to go to James Newport looked- Beach mid-coronavirus pandemic and watch Randall and Lala say their forever vows to each other and that would be great? <laughs> you want to eat some shrimp cocktail and that'll be great? At Randall and Lala's wedding in Newport Beach? Is that where it was? It's, that's where it's going to be, allegedly. I mean, they're trying to get married, like, in July. I'm like, honey. <laughs> I'm like this. Buca de Beppo. Buca de, have a buca de Beppo Venture. <laughs> a buca de Beppo Venture. Ariana confronts Stassi about what she said, and then we realize that Stassi didn't even say it. Lala said it, and Sheena completely misheard and misreported the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. But I love Stassi going, Sheena, get the fuck over here. And Sheena's like, 
Sheena's face too. I I captured it. The look of terror on her face was she like still pretty, is terrified of Stassi. Pretty pure. <laughs> her nostrils flaring. So they come I over. Love, I do love like Stassi and Sheena's relationship dynamic like, yeah. from day one. Like it will never change from day one, episode one of. Vanderpump. They love each other. They love each other, but it's like a really good, like it's a good dynamic. And then Sheena comes over and she's like, "Yeah, I mean, like a, they use had this, and like that's what happened. Like you said, like let's be an adult. Like don't have furniture. Like what? Like what am I gonna do?" <laughs> High ponytail just Sheena like, is a force to be fucking reckoned with. Can I just say this and maybe shame on me? But like in this moment, I appreciated Saucy because she it like I felt like the old Saucy was back for a second. Mm-hmm. And like she wasn't pretending to be like this like quirky fun like well you know and it was like just Stassi being like get over here to someone yeah like, like t- that's, using terror that's I just what I want to see, see Stassi's when, reign of terror and when Kara shows up and and Stassi just goes <laughs> not now like that was really that was really funny to me when Stassi just went <laughs> okay because so she it was like she knew what Kara was doing. Mm-hmm. She was just like, not now. Not now. Kara literally slinked up, sits right next to them at the bar and like with a crazy smile on her face. And Sassy goes, not now. Kara goes, it's fine. Everything is okay. She has that she has that blackout. Everything is okay. She's like this. Everything is okay. She's it's like, where you're fine. not really looking. Everything is okay. And when she hit, when she hits the chair, there's like a cymbal crash. <laughs> I was crying. I rewound this. Like also, five also times. looks at the camera. <laughs> it was amazing. We she, like, more, just like we got to break the fourth wall at this point. Like we have to. There is no choice. They do, they do later. We there should only be this kind of messiness from here on out. Like we do not life is fucking short. And if this pandemic has taught us anything, we simply do not have the time to pussyfoot around with like Dana and Max and Brett's storylines. We just no, like don't need, have it. Life we is need too Kara short. And we need and we need Stasi yelling at Sheena from across the bar and we need Kara like and Danica fighting. Yeah, we need to force all these people together at all times. There should be no hierarchy of like, we're OG cast films here and like newbies film here. There needs to be event based and just like force them into situations with each other and break the fourth it's wall. It's fine. Maybe. Everything is okay. <laughs> Everything is okay. I love how she just inserted herself. I love also like with, like, the, with the top dog. Like those are the like those are like. She doesn't give a fuck. She doesn't give a fuck. She went right in. She's on vacation. She's in LA for one night only. And she went straight for the jugular, aka Stasi. And she got under Stasi's skin. So she succeeded. You have no choice but to respect that. Amazing. Props. It's like it's like you know that advice, like if what did Mar- Martha Stewart one time was joking that when she was in jail, she went up to like the toughest person she saw and picked a fight it's like that kind of thing 
that's the only way to get respect in this world truly and like Kara also weirdly I felt like everything was going to be okay just because Kara said that I, yeah she comforted me she was like kind of like guys it's fine everything is okay <laughs> in my moments of deepest darkest depression i need kara I need to fly kara it's to la fine. from vegas ply her with alcohol and have her burst into my room sit next to me on my bed and go it's fine everything Stassi, is okay Stassi is cracking up <laughs> you know who kara reminds me of is isla fisher's character in wedding crashers oh and bachelorette yeah she's like exactly like that girl it's not actually actually. (laughs) she looks so much like sheena it's crazy sheena loves it sheena's looking on proud (laughs) it's like it's like when laura palmer is like two people it truly Cousin, is whatever. sci-fi. This took a turn. Yeah. Like this was the moment that Vanderpump did a full genre shift. Like it please, did. Bravo editors, like bless your souls. Net Bravo network execs. Like I hope that you're listening. I hope that you know I have nothing re- but respect for your journey as my president. But like please, just keep this going. I beg of you. I beg of you. It's fine. Everything is okay. Um, so then Danica sees what she she knows she should have done, which was start a fight with. She sees Kara and she's like, "God damn it, she's doing it well." So <laughs> Danica immediately gets she gets really pissed. Where did this rage come from, though? Is my big question. It's like, because she's. It's because Danica. It's like the new. It's totally like she's newer than I am, and she's getting more attention right now. I don't think it's deeper it's like that i understand that rage but like there was something that was way deeper like danica's crying at one point she gets so frustrated that she begins to weep and she goes i love that you're fucking laughing at me and then she's like she's fucking laughing like weeping crying that's like beyond beef into like deeper psychological issues that i hope that we can explore in next season maybe Maybe she had like a psychotic break and or like some kind of psychosis and saw Kara as like a childhood bully or something. I was like, why does she care so much? Danica like leans into old Brett who we were robbed of any sort of old Brett storyline. Fuck you for that. Whoever made that decision. And she's like, she's sitting over there on that stool with her head on Stassi's shoulder. And then it cuts to Kara and you see her pointing at Stassi's like, barrettes and she goes OTD in the hair (laughs) (laughs) she's trolling Stassi it's amazing and then Danica comes over to put the smack down she's like I'm sitting over here watching you be an idiot and Kara goes I'm happy to know that you're sitting down watching me because that's where you should be I was like yes and then she gets, she's like, oh, oh, God. And she goes over, you just hear her talking shit to Kristen and old Brad. Dodie and then Kara to, comes like, right. Bear hug her. <laughs> like, Dodie's like, Dodie's like bear hugging Danica because they have similar energy. And Danica is crying. And then Kara comes over to them and Danica just goes, who are you? 
What are you goes, doing here? Christy goes, walk away, walk away. And fucking Kara goes, I don't need to walk anyways. Who are you? What is she's like freaked out? But I think she saw Kara's like true form as like a a daemon. I think Kara is a daemonic for sure. But like, she's literally born of the underworld. But I think Danica somehow saw that. Like she's the veil was lifted and she saw what Kara's true form looked like, and she was freaked out. Kara is literally us. Like she's Sheena's like underworld yeah. like version her tethered, her tethered. that like dan like vegas is truly a central yeah that's where all our tethereds live and kara's crawled out of the tethered universe to wreak havoc on the servers who are you who are you why are you doing this what's wrong with you and then so they start having like a fucking screaming fight danica is raising hell and the best part about this fight is Lisa, it's Danica's fault. Even though Kara did exactly what she what she like set out to do. Mm-hmm. Because Danica at the end was thrown out and Kara wasn't. Well, Danica also shoved her. Danica will take things to a physical level of shove, which yeah. is like, wow, you there's I'm just there's some sort of there's serious rage issues. And she shoves Kara and then spills wine all over Lala's hideous outfit. And I was like, that's what you deserve for wearing that outfit, Lala. Like, yeah, I you agree. That wine. And then and then James uh, and Lala's song. Oh, my God. Uh, Lala also standing in front of Raquel. Like, she's blocking him from... Like, Lala's so weird about... Like, she's so territorial of James. And she, like, Mm -hmm. loves to, like, power play Raquel. And she was, like, physically standing in front of her boyfriend. Like, she was, like, the main, like... I know she was singing, but, like, the way she was positioned... What a bitch. Was, like... I knew... I was, like, I know what you're doing. That's so true. Their song, because we would cut Terrific. to like a commercial break, I think, and then we came back, and then that song was happening, and I literally had like a mini seizure. It like took me a while, like I kind of jolted in my seat. It took me a bit to like get my bearings and like fully understand what we were all being subjected to, and then it was like, oh, 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 this is James and Lala's wild tune. Yeah, it's it's insane. It's an insane, it's insane. song. It was so weird. And, and I love Lala's seeing James lip syncing. James is great. And then Lala's doing her like. Oh, God. That dance that she always does. So offensive. Then Lisa's K'd out dancing in the front. <laughs> literally, I've been Lisa at an after hours rave. Literally on ketamine in front of a bass speaker. Letting like the yeah. music just like roll through me like. Literally ten, not even ten feet, ten inches away from the DJ's yeah, just face, like, just being like, mm, "That was Lisa." Yeah. And then Randall. Okay, so Sheena's like feeling herself as she should. She's hot and single, and like the like has no rules and is down to be free. And she like gets up and is like dancing on a bar stool. And there was a weird moment where Randall turns to Lala and he goes, "Look at Sheena. She's trying to take your moment." I was like, no, yeah. sh- shut up, Rand. She is definitely Yeah, not. Randall, grow the fuck up. Everyone's, okay, my theory is everyone's really threatened by Shishu. They are. 
Sheena was the first to get They've married, always the been, first to get divorced, they, to get out of her shitty marriage situation. She's single now, hotter than ever, and just like living in, her life. She lives at the marina, like she's she just doing whatever Del she Rey. wants. <laughs> but yeah, she's also just like they've always she's, been threatened by her since the like, start. Sheena's always Sheena been like not the allowed one that's, to like yeah. Sheena's always she's always been like the Hester Prynne of she's always been the Scarlet Letter. Everyone like loves to like go shame, shame, shame at her, but like she's the freest one. And why shouldn't Sheena be allowed to just feel herself? Yeah. That's it's I'm a fucking you. party, remember? Then Lisa and Jax fight. Yeah. Dana and, and Max have like a weird conversation that who gives oh, a yeah. shit. It's like who literally actually cares. Like, please stop. And at the end, Max goes, Remember, I hired you. Yeah, I'm like, okay, like, that's creepy. That's sexual harassment. Um, um Lisa gives her wasted speech. I love each and every one of you. Let's raise a drink. Raise a drink. <laughs> raise a drink. I love each and every one of you. I love all of you. I even love the Beatles in the walls. <laughs> scarabs. And the scarabs in the walls. They go click, 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 click at night. They and everyone's like flesh. silent. Everyone's like, boop. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Jax and Tom have like a real... Uh, I think their heart-to-heart like breakup friendship breakup talk was very realistic and like makes a lot of sense like they should not be friends anymore tom is like outgrown that friendship it doesn't serve either of them yeah and but then like the witches of weho have their fight and it's still like extremely unclear like why chris like why katie and stassi hate kristen so much it's sad they go the witches of weho dunzo and then you just see kristen's face and i was like also blinks also when they're like they're like we hear that you're back she's like hey what's up and they're like well what's up is like we hear back with carter and Kristen just blinks and it's like she's been caught (laughs) but she loves being caught she loves it she loves like the drama of it all but it's also like Dodie, you're better off without these two bitches in your life like you've given them so much and they also are just like lemmings with each other like they're so high school like stupid like even when it's done so he's like, I'm going to go in because my brain's going to explode if I keep talking. Katie, let's go. And Katie's like, I'm going to go too. And they like walk off and it's like, you guys are so lame. Like try and have a conversation without both of you involved for once. Yeah. In your fucking. Hey, uh, yeah. Chris, I just love Kristen. <laughs> they go, What's up is like, we heard you're like dating Carter again. She goes. <laughs> um, also, Kristen's <laughs> when she at the end, her dramatic exit from the bar. <laughs> She stalks out those long her legs. legs. Yeah. Her legs are like 12 feet long. She's all leg. And then Jax says to Tom, he goes, something is wrong with me. I was at Home Depot buying flowers and breaking down and crying in aisle eight. I wrote, wish and, I was and, there. <laughs> and Sandoval, I know. And Sandoval's like, don't use, he's like, that's not an excuse for, that doesn't give you a hall pass to be an asshole. Yeah, also it's like, yeah, of course you're breaking down. You have like unprocessed emotions about like your father's death and you have no relationship with your mom as like a result of that. Like I would be crying uncontrollably too at random hours of the day. 
and you're on, and you're married to someone life. you don't love. Yeah, you're married to someone that you literally don't respect for the and you've now tethered yourself to them legally and financially for the rest of your life until you decide to go through the intense legal process of getting a divorce. I'd be crying at Home Depot too. <laughs> like what? Okay, yeah, that makes perfect sense. It's shocking that you're not crying more in random locations. And the the slow buildup of the theme song fade out was incredible. I felt like I was peeking. But also, but also, Lisa says at one point, Jax goes, he goes, "This is why my show is so successful." He's talking about Vanderpump Rules. Yeah. And Lisa goes, "It's my show. It's my show. First of all, first of all, <laughs> it's my show." Wait. Also, it's crazy to me. I forgot that Jax has a tattoo that says tom tom and i i know but also they really emphasize that they really emphasize that but he got mad at tom and they had like a friend breakup but then he goes immediately to lisa and he's like i love tom like he's supposed to be like i was like where what's going on like you've done officially done too much coke like you're no longer making sense and then he goes lisa was like you have to be friends again darling and he goes lisa it's not just a show like basically saying like you don't trying to kind of imply to me it seemed like he was trying to imply like you don't care about like our relation like you just care about the show but i'm actually talking about like real relation she's like don't say that to me don't say that to me was dying and she goes you know what you could do is you could go outside and find a coyote <laughs> and open its mouth and step inside it and live in it for a year and <laughs> sort of see out of its eyes and become part of it and then use its legs to walk in the crawl around hills and seed scavenger out there for what scraps of food you get in this life he's like lisa (laughs) he's like lisa you're on ketamine (laughs) she goes i know darling yeah then it goes and and he goes he goes one day i will die i was like like, yeah you will (laughs) probably sooner rather than later at this rate And then it just ends. I know. It ends on like Jax admitting he has like hypertension. (laughs) (laughs) What's next season going to be like? Next season, I hope, is like a psychedelic fucking K-hole descent into madness. I will accept nothing less than fucking chaos at this point. Yeah. I want scarab beetles, a fucking onk. I want to resurrect someone from the dead. I want like Kara. Yeah, like, you know, the onk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want like onks. I want Lisa to transition from crystallized ties to like wearing huge onks and go like full. I I want her to get into like Egyptology and get like real. Like I want Egypt themed. I was just going to say, I want. I want like Anubis just to be in the background. Yes. I want like pyramids. I need like pyramid energy. I want, I want devs energy when they're, I yeah. want to see devs like Christ on the cross in the static. I want mm-hmm. to see like Joan of Arc getting burned at the stake in the static. Yeah. I only devs from here on out. I want Kara to be in every scene. <laughs> <laughs> 
okay. It's I want- fine. It's okay. She- I want Sheena's ponytail to be 40, uh, the length of a football field. <laughs> <laughs> I want Katie and Tom to get divorced. I want Jackson and Brittany to get divorced. I want Stassi and Bo to break up. I want them to, I want to document the fact that their marriage is now pushed back at least a year and hopefully will never happen. I want her to come to her senses and kick Bo out of her life. He is a leech. I want all the women to be single. I want Kristen to actually meet the love of her life, get married and have twins. Well, it seems like she does. She has met someone that she really likes. Yeah. So I hope that she has (laughs) two twins and they're beautiful. I hope Sheena just ascends over L.A. and just literally levitates over L.A. for a full year. For a full year? And you look up in the sky and you're like, who is that? And it's just Sheena and her football length ponytail is just like like a ribbon dancing in the wind. And she's just staring at the ocean. She's staring out at the ocean. She doesn't. She's like, in a, it's like a. And then when she comes back down to the ground, she's like received some kind of divine message. Yeah, Sheena becomes the sun next season, and Kara becomes Sheena. The moon. Like Sheena becomes ethereal and just part of and, the ether, and Kara assumes she picks up where Sheena left off. Yeah, and she just and she's like, "My name, hi, my name's Sheena." Like she just drops the name Kara, and she just becomes Sheena. Yeah, and she records like good as gold. Like we just re-see, we'd even reshoot all of Sheena's scenes, but with Kara. Yeah. It's and Black want, Swan. Yeah, I want Sheena as the sun to focus her gaze on Dana, Max, and Brett and turn them into stone. Yeah. And then their their stone statues, one to be placed outside of every restaurant. Sir, Tom Tom, and Pump. As a as a message. As, as a, a warning. warning. Yeah. And uh, have we forgotten anyone? Dana. No, she's a stone. Oh, she's a stone. Yeah. No, everyone's 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 nailed, I think. Yeah, Danica and Charlie, they get to stay. James and, when, and Raquel get to stay. James and Raquel get to stay. James's mom gets to stay. I'd watch I'd watch Danica like murder Jax. I think that that would be cool. She wants to. She would love it. I want old Brett. He's now bumped up now that the now that Dana Brett and Max have all been turned to stone. We now promote old Brett to a full-time cast member. I love this idea. Peter still gets like one line every season. So he can get paid like $5,000 a year to be. And then Billy Lee comes back. And then Billy Lee fucking comes back. And takes over. And fully takes over. Like becomes, oh, what about Lala and Rand? I don't, they, they like. Their they house, get, they have to live in, there's an earthquake they have to live their in their house, house falls off a cliff. Yeah, their house is like, it's like hanging. It's like Kate Bush's house that's like in danger of falling into the sea. Yeah, they survive, but barely. Yeah. And they're, they're forever humbled by the experience. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> write it down. I'm in. Write it down. Make it happen. Bravo, if you're listening, do it. Well, we're another year. We're both available to consult at any given time. Please pay us. Pay us. Just do it. Don't trust me. Your show will be better. Another year. Okay. Another yeah. season. 
Wow. Thank you for going on this journey with me. Thank you for having me again. And I'm so honored that I got to close out this season. You're welcome. Literally anytime. Follow Laura at Lars Marie. Follow Carrie at Ikado. I was going to say dot. (laughs) Dot com. (laughs) You always say follow at LarsMarie.com. And I I just love that. So I don't ever correct it. Because you can go there. But you can also follow go LarsMarie.com and follow Lars me at Icaro. Icaro. And uh, yeah, for bonus Dot. episodes, etc., go to patreon.com slash sexyuniquepodcast. Follow me at that. Icaro.gov. Icaro.edu. <laughs> and well, uh, that's it. Stay safe. Bye. See you next year for... Bye. Well, there will be reunions, but also... Bye. <laughs> the number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eye and eyelid drooping and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications including botulinum toxins as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com.